0: Hi everyone. My name is John Meyer and I'm also known as the AWS blogger. Now I've had a lot of people ask me lately, why did you leave AWS or you know, what's going on and they want some information and then want, they want to know where I'm landing. And I want to dive into some of it because I feel it's necessary to share my side of the story. Everybody knows that I'm an evangelist, a content creator at heart and they want to know why I left. Well, It's not AWS. I absolutely love AWS and services. I love their features. I love a lot of the people I worked with. I left personally because of management and the manager that I had was not somebody that was a leader. They were more of a boss. But before we jump into that, I got to give you a little bit of backstory on how I became an AWS PSA, which is a partner solutions architect. And jumping back, oh my gosh, probably about seven, eight, nine, I don't know how many years ago, I worked for a local electric company, and they were heavily into the data center. I mean, they just built a multi-million, hundred-some million, maybe, I don't even actually remember how much it cost back then. And they were moving their two local data centers into this huge complex, And, you know, my opportunity working with them is I I had the chance to become a leader of what was called like an admins or L2 admins that the people who solved the problems. And, you know, we migrated and helped migrate and made sure that we had enough resources into this data center, utilizing different services. VMware was a huge one for them. And I absolutely loved it. I had a blast. But then the roles changed and I had an opportunity to work with, uh, you know, disaster recovery. Okay, we're moving there. Now, where was our disaster recovery location? Which was like 700 plus miles away in another state, which to me was actually pretty good because it got it off of the East Coast. And, you know, I I talked with different business units and I was talking to them about like, what is their disaster recovery plan? And this local electric company had a website that was required to be up all the time to let customers know the status of their electric or if it was an outage. And when I was diving in there, I was looking at different services and I came across AWS EC2 and S3. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And I started researching it and I you know, kind of put together a presentation and I presented it to them and they're like, yeah, we looked at that, but we're not interested. And mind you, this was the early adoption of cloud. So I was like, man, this is the next best thing that's coming up. So what I did is I started taking training on it, uh, doing my own training. While I was there, I was like, all right, hey, you guys, I want to do this training. I want to see if there's something we're going to be utilizing. And then one of the things I did is I went and, you know, I applied for a role. Lo and behold, I, I got a call. I got a, for an interview. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I went through the phone screen and then I was actually going to be going through the tech interviews. I was like, all right, I, I need to brush up here on AWS Services. Now, keep in mind, AWS services at that time could fit on a regular 8x11 sheet of paper, a screenshot, and I wrote notes on every single one of those. One-sided, by the way. So if you think about this, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, all these services fit here. These are pretty cool. From EC2, uh, the classic load balancer was available, EBS, uh, Amazon S3. So I was like, all right, I, I've got all this, now let me do my, you know, architecture and everything. And I won't get into how you interview at AWS yet, but I have to tell you, I didn't pass, I I, I, I failed it. And the reason I failed it is because I didn't have LPs, which are AWS or Amazon's leadership principles. So I, I didn't know anything about it. I put together a star interview, but I didn't have enough data points. I didn't have enough wow factor. So. Uh, I was a little disheartened, but then then again, what I did is I started looking for other jobs. Now, I'd had no AWS experience. I mean, I deployed out an EC2 instance, and I think I connected to it at the time, and I was probably using, was I using Windows? Uh, Don't hold that against me. Well, uh, I applied at various locations, and I found a company that was actually doing some work for one of our... Uh, sister electric companies and they like okay we don't care that you don't have experience we're gonna take you on and I actually started my journey from working from home which is really exciting for me because I don't think I could go back to an office five days a week maybe one day a week I absolutely love it I love the flexibility of getting up and doing things all right so back in there and I was digressing off into another section which you will find me do that from time to time now Keep in mind, this is episode one, uh, part one maybe, the the start of everything. I'm not sure how many parts this is going to take, but I want to give you a little bit of backstory on my journey and give everybody that chance to be like, okay, wow, this guy did it. Why can't I? And it's something really trying to be inspiring to everybody. All right, so I, I worked for this company and we were migrating a huge cosmetic manufacturer to AWS unfortunately, the cosmetic manufacturer wanted to do a lift and shift model and not utilize AWS's core features and services of managed services and really kind of lowering the cost. So they kind of duplicated it in there. No big deal. Everybody was learning. Keep in mind, this is the beginning of cloud. And they were new to it. And they're like, all right, let's test this out. And they were unsure of about a couple of things. And, you know, I put some of that on me is because I, if I had a better understanding at that time of AWS and all the services and how to integrate it, I might have been able to do some things for them. But one thing that I was able to do is AWS came out with workspaces, and that was just phenomenal to me. Uh, you know, deploying it out uh, no access uh, externally to the infrastructure internally, you had to jump on workspaces, which was isolated by a separate subnet for each not only contractors outside and then the local company. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Now, I had it all configured and set up, and there's a couple of gotchas uh, along the way that I've learned, and I was able to pioneer AWS workspaces for this company. I was like, wow, this is some of the features we could use. Now, I do remember, specifically this one time, that I was on vacation. I was actually going down to Miami, and the only thing I brought with me was an iPad. And right before I was about to jump on a cruise, uh, what came up was that uh, you know, we had to make some changes in it. And I actually had to download the Workspace as client onto my iPad and then uh, log into it and do everything. Now, a mouse wasn't functional just yet for Workspaces. This was a while ago in the early stages. Well, uh let you know, it worked out perfectly. I was able to get into the workspaces, into my admin one, and do some configuration. It probably took me a half an hour. That probably would have been taken about a 10 minute change normally if I had a laptop. But re- regardless, I was the only one that could fix it at the time. But I also, you know, that, that was a learning experience to train other admins for it. Alright, so I, I went from an electric company to a, you know, an, a company who took a chance with somebody who didn't know AWS for a couple of years. And after that, I did a, a stint for Linux Academy. I was actually a content creator and an instructor. That was by far the most um, energetic thing that I was able to do for this company. And I, I, I won't get into some of the things that, was, uh, to broad, uh, that I created. Because uh, I don't even think they're out there or in use anymore because this was a little bit ago. But keep in mind that uh, Linux Academy and what I'm doing today, it was almost like it was an eye opener or a career, a, a change that I made. All right, so the next thing I started working for was an MSP that was located out in San Jose. This MSP was starting to broaden their horizon. They were heavily into another cloud provider, Azure, something of that nature. I don't even remember the name of the, the, the cloud service they were providing. And they wanted to branch out into AWS. They felt that the more AWS services that they could provide could get them more MSP, which was you know, really uh, a, a huge benefit. I was responsible for all their go-to-market, Uh, identifying all the AWS services I was also the technical lead on all the conversations and uh, I was able to create what what we call as like a service offering or a package and some of the things that was our niche one of the biggest things that I liked and enjoyed is a colleague of mine that worked at the electric company I brought him on and he was really the top guy for my workspaces in end-user compute we pioneered a couple things for, you know, various uh, companies and got them set up to use workspaces with, you know, utilizing, you know, just a uh, single sign-on. And then another thing that we worked on specifically was AWS Landing Zone. Now, most people know Landing Zone as Control Tower. Now, Control Tower is the front uh, UI interface for Landing Zone to kind of merge in together. Landing Zone was only able to be implemented through CloudFormation. All right, now I, I gotta tell you, Landing Zone was the, the best thing that AWS created for organizations and governance and management of environments. Landing Zone allowed you to do so many things and it was just completely integrated. You can CloudFormation template it, you can integrate it into Landing Zone it was like pumping out account policies with a click of a button. All right, I know I'm getting off on the topic here, but I don't want to jump right into why I left AWS because my whole premise was that I wanted to join them. I really I loved their services and their company, and I still do to this day. Why I left is, you know, my decision. And it allows me to not only grow and fulfill, and I I really don't, there was a saying here on LinkedIn that uh, I I shared out is I'm not here to be average. I'm here to be awesome. I've got so many things that I want to do. I like to innovate and I like to explore opportunities and I don't like to be limited. And, you know, the, the partner or wasn't for me. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's for somebody else. Or, you know, maybe somebody else enjoys that thing. That does... Hmm. The question that comes up is, why didn't you find another role? And I'm going to tell you about that in an upcoming part or episode. But let's just jump into the last part here, which I find fully interesting and so awesome. Is I actually have a LinkedIn article out on it. it's on my website, theawsblogger.com is how I accidentally ended up playing blackjack with Andy Jazzy. Now, most of you are wondering like, okay, how is that possible? What were you You know, spending like a $1,000 round? Actually, to kind of recap it, reInvent 2018, I think, 2019 I was with AWS, 2018 I was with this MSP. I was out there at reInvent and I was hoping to find a lot of people who knew about AWS Landing Zone, how I could get help because we were implementing it for a huge enterprise customer of ours. And I just had some questions. So uh, I'm out there and meet and greet with some customers, doing a little gambling, having a great time, you know, finding out the information. And then uh, it was, I think it was a Wednesday night before Andy's uh, keynote on Thursday. I uh, was coming back from a customer meeting, which, by the way, the customer that I was meeting with was uh, a really a huge football company. And we didn't even talk shop. I actually, to this day, one of the, the gentlemen there is a great friend of mine. And we didn't even, we didn't even talk business there. That, that's not me. I don't like talking business. And I mean, you want to know some information. But we actually got into talking about a lot of workouts, uh, cool routines, exchanged information. So this, to me, was probably the best meeting because I hate talking shop uh You know, let's talk about some cool features. Let's test out the, some things, but I don't want to talk four hours about how to implement something. Let's figure it out. Let's have a little fun and learn on a personal level. All right, back to my story about how you know I, I met Andy jazzy playing blackjack. I, I'm coming back. I'm like it's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like man, I need to get some sleep, but I got like sixty dollars. I'm like you know what I'm gonna play four hands at blackjack because I always plan to lose. You know, I was like all right, here's a fifteen dollar table. I'm sitting down. And I'm looking across. I'm like, this guy seems familiar. Now, mind you, I don't know some of the other people that are around him. But I was like, all right, whatever. I'm there for like five minutes and I never started to realize that's Andy Jazzy. Holy crap, I'm playing blackjack with Andy Jazzy. Now, I never introduced myself. Never said hello. I just, I didn't want to be one of those people. When they got up to leave, uh, one of his friends there, a colleague of his, left something behind. It looked like a photograph or something. And they were going to check out. And I I believe Andy said, you know what, guys, I got to get going. I have a keynote here in the morning. And I saw the thing and they weren't around. I'm looking for the nearest cashier cage and I kind of like hustled over. And there's the gentleman. And I was like, hey, you forgot this. And he was so thankful. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. And Andy came over and thanked me. You know what amazed me right there at that point? Andy goes, you know what, John? He's like, I got one question for you. If we could do one thing better, what would it be? I was starstruck. I was like, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? You don't even know me. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not a big show. I'm not a CEO or anything. But that's Amazon and AWS's mentality is customer obsession. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I told him all about like landing zone and, you know, I'm implementing it, but I have no support. Nobody knows about it. I need help. He's like, here's my email. Email me and I'll get you help. I'm like, yeah, sure. All right, fast forward one day, I'm home, it's Friday right after reInvent, it's four o'clock Eastern, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna email him. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. 30 minutes later, Andy replies back, and one of his top guys, and I won't mention his name was on the email, and said, hey, can you help John L with some support? From then on, I had top level like support around Landing Zone and how to implement it. We were able to get it done for this partner, and it was by far the best thing and best customer experience I had uh, with AWS. I'm like, I gotta work for this company. This is this is really awesome. I loved all that. I loved implementing Landing Zone into. So. All right, before I wrap this up here, this is the first one in my series. I have no clue how many it is. Uh, talking about why I loved AWS and my story. My name's John Meyer. This is the AWS blogger. I hope you enjoyed this podcast series.